Now we gonna get real live on this one right here. Yeah. Let's deal. M squared, come on. Stepped up on the scene, full of self-esteem. Rolling with my team, pockets rolling with the green. I'm in the zone for something. Hello and welcome to the second pilot pilot episode, the secret pilot episode. Uh, with me, my name is Placido or Jojo, depending on what uh, generation you knew me uh, from. And to my right, we have the one and only, the person in that song, Les Deal, to my right. Yes, sir. What's up, man? How, How you doing? Doing good, doing good. And so we're doing this as a second pilot. A little bit nervous, but I think we're getting better here, at least for me. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about today is uh, just our the music, the industry that you, you're currently in. If, mm-hmm. And no one knows less. I think you know... Um, from each other that we've uh, that Les has been in the music industry. Uh, Les is actually a coworker of mine, uh, but he's been doing music for for a lot of his lot of his life, right? Absolutely, man. Uh, uh, Twenty plus years. Good know. lord, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's been a, a side hustle. You know, trying to to make it work. You know, as a primary hustle, but you know, there's a lot of different facets to the music industry that where uh, you know you just got to make it. Make it you. It doesn't have to be uh, anything uh, that you don't want it to be. Right. All right. 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 So you've been having this passion for some time, and we're over twenty years. Like you basically started around uh, what, right, right at the year two thousand, right after the millennium. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say there was plenty of times when I was like, you know, I could do this. I could do this. You know, I was always freestyling with with my friends uh, from high school. There used to be this. Um, this bridge that uh, was an overhang over I-4. Uh, Where? Wait, hold on. Where exactly? Okay. Um, do you know, like, uh, Killarney Elementary? Uh, like, uh, what is what is that? I uh, can't think of the side road. Uh, uh, Fairbanks. Fairbanks uh, Boulevard. Oh, okay. Okay. There's a Skycraft. It was right, right around there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But not too far from Skycraft. Okay. Okay. So uh, what me and my homies would do is, uh, you know, uh, Friday, Saturday nights, we would go to that, that bridge overhang and just, you know, we would freestyle for hours and hours, you know, and it, they, they sort of helped me out. Shout out to my, my boys, Ralph and uh, Stone Lingo. Yeah. They, they helped me out with uh, honing my craft. You that, know? That's interesting because I didn't think like... When I think Orlando, the very first thing you think about Orlando is what? Disney World. Disney right? World, yeah. So what what I like about Orlando now is that the a lot of culture is growing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize what kind of cultures were here before. Yeah. Right? Um, so there, I didn't know there was a, a, a hip-hop culture, you know, doing that 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 stuff or shit you would see in, in New York, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, doing freestyles under a, a bridge. So that's interesting. Yeah, you know... The same people, <coughs> excuse me, I'm talking about. Uh, they're also from New York, so you know mm-hmm. we, we was we were sort of uh, uh, brought that New York influence to Orlando, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of like uh, uh, you know something that reminded us of New York. So yeah, let's go to the bridge. You know, just reminded us okay. of, of the city. So, but yeah, um, definitely, uh, there's a lot of cats around here that are. Um, New York migrants. Uh, sure. There was like a mass exodus of, of, <laughs> of people from uh, uh, New York City that came out uh, here in like 89. No kidding. 89. The, you know, the only one I can think of is uh, DJ Magic Mike. Oh, man. Yeah. He used to, uh, and I, I think he's from New York. I'm not, sh- you know what? I'm not sure where Mike is from. 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, he he definitely like in middle school because um you know I, I, I was here in seventh grade, and yeah everything was, it was Magic Mike, Magic Mike, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I remember he started DJing, uh you know a lot of lo local spots from um. What is it? it used to be like what JJ Whispers at, at CMA? Okay, what? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, House of Blues. You, you yep. DJ in House of Blues. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah he but he was a he was a regular back in downtown Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, I think with, I think it was a Dragon Room, which is like right next yeah. to Church uh, Chillers. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I know he did that. So that's interesting. Like, I didn't know there was a lot of uh, New York influences or that came down to to this area. So that's that's interesting. But as far as musical influences, now let's talk about, you know, you, you've been in the, the the music industry for quite some time, and but you know, let's talk about where Les Deal got his sounds or what mm -hmm. uh, influenced him. So, for instance, when uh, the very first kinds of music that I was introduced to by my parents are like Motown stuff, yeah, Lot, lots of uh, Dion Warwick's, sure. uh, Stevie Wonder's, Jackson Five. You know, I just remember that the very first song that I remember was a Jackson Five song. Mm -hmm. um, who's Who's loving you? Mm -hmm. That's the very first song I remember. So, in your instance, what what was your influences uh, for your music, your sound? Uh, so, I have an older brother, uh, Stefan. Uh, Stefan is his name. Um, he and he was um, he was always into music. You know, his, his father is it. Uh, may he rest in peace, Eddie Deal, is a jazz musician. Musician. Um, so, but yeah, he he got me into uh, to music. Like, cause I remember when I was really young, still living in, in New York. He was he and his friends were in a talent show, and they did. Uh, speaking of Jackson Five, one of those one of those records, I think it was Enjoy Yourself, and you know it, this was I think it was Seward Park Seward Park Park High School is where he went, and uh, I just remember seeing the crowd and how you know they were really gravitated to. It. I'm like, wow, you know, you know. How old were you on this? Uh, I want to say I was probably like mm, five or six. Oh, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I was young. I was young. Okay. So, but yeah, definitely my, my brother. Uh, he was also signed to a, a, a record label, uh, First Priority Music, which is um, the label that MC Light was on. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the legendary King of Chill, um, he, he was the producer for MC Light. He's... Definitely uh, one of my mentors, uh, both of them uh, have definitely molded me as to, you know, uh, you should listen to this or, you know, listen to that. Or, you know, uh, when recording, maybe you should try doing this or try doing that. So definitely th th those two are some of my biggest influences. And I remember when we were talking about this, and I would constantly send you like text messages or uh, TikToks or little short videos from YouTube. But uh, one of the one of the TikToks was this guy talking about the most, like the baddest ass lyrics of all time, which was in uh, Wu-Tang Forever Triumph. Mm -hmm. And I remember you telling me that first verse was heavily influenced you to, oh, yeah. uh, for your style. I bomb atomically, Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses. Oh, man, that's inspector. That's some genius shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, that's deck, you know? Right. Uh I mean, if if you listen to what's the first um, record they came out with, it was uh, "Protect Your Neck." Okay. I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier. The hell, raise. I was like, whoa, you know, it made you take notice. I was back in, I want to say, the album came out in, I want to say '93. That single came out in '92, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure somebody 
listen to this, you know, you're probably going to know the exact date. But yeah, um, uh, that um, uh, single, it was a single that had Protect Your Neck on the front and Met The Man on, on the B side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was like, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang this, everything. And so yeah, um, th- those are, as far as artists I listen to, yeah, definitely Wu-Tang had a big influence. So in addition to Wu-Tang, um, any other groups or people that you've drawn aspirations from? Uh, so as far as lyrical content, you know, there's so many different ways you could, you could, uh, go with it, you know, like, um, one that sticks out to me right now is pun, you know? Okay. Yep. Yep. Big pun. Back in the middle of little, literally, little did he know every little to, you know, it's like, who does that? <laughs> That's crazy. Was that, was that a new so I'm not, I, I like hip hop. Like right. I like rap music a lot and I, I, I got a lot of influence. Um, and to be honest, to be fair, like the, a lot of what stuff that I was introduced in regards to like rap music and hip hop was like crisscross back in the day, like late eighties, what early nineties, yeah. but that's not like, that's popular hip hop. Mm-hmm. Right. But big pun, you know, that's more, that's a, a New York thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So how are there, how influential was big pun for, from you to like, your actual style because that that style was very different it was it was um for, so let's say my actual style uh i like storytelling you know okay I, I, that's that's definitely a big part of me um so uh slick rick the ruler mm-hmm. uh he's definitely an influence of mine you know the art of storytelling mm-hmm. um yeah, krs1 you know like sure in your face rap like what what you know right 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 that's uh you know the, the beauty and, and the simplicity that's what I, I i really gravitate to um and also the production you know a lot of people can make beats not everybody's a producer you know sure sure a producer to me is like if i'm hearing a beat i want to rhyme on that you know some people that you know they, they rhyme on whatever they hear uh, yeah, you know, I could rap to anything. You know, that, that's that's all fine and dandy for you, but for me, I, I I gravitate to a beat. You know, like so, like Jay Dilla, for example. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and anybody that knows me, I'm a big time Jay Dilla fan, and I just I hear his beats. That's oh, you know, I just hear myself rhyming on it. Sure. Uh, well, you know, like a DJ Premier, that mm-hmm. same sort of uh, vibe. Uh, I, you know, something that uh, excites me. So, but yeah. Definitely that. So, like, in, in regards to those those beats and um, things that you gravitate towards, too, like, as far as the the, the favorite songs or favorite albums that you can say, hey, I, I, I if I was in that era and I heard that, I need to be on it. Huh. Oh, man. Ah. Uh, wow. Uh so like uh, like what era are we talking? Like I mean, it's <laughs> that's you know, actually a like good the point. 80s yeah. To be or, fair, um, let's say because like back in the mid '90s or middle, early '90s, mid '90s, '90s, like gangster rap started to like be really big, right? Yes. So when you hear "Nothing But a G Thing" by Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. you know that 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 very first part of the song, like "Oh shit," yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I would say you know, and that was more of a West Coast thing, right? It was, it was, but you know. I think, um, you know, the whole East Coast, West Coast thing was, was just a little over-sensationalized. Um, sure. A lot of people were in, in, in New York were vibing with, uh, you know, Snoop and Dre and all of that. Um, so, 
Gin and Juice was that joint for mm-hmm. me uh, mm-hmm. on on that record. Um, and then um, uh, there was this group called Illegal um, back in the day. They were down with like Eric Sermon. And um, come to find out, uh, one of the members, I believe he was uh, uh, Snoop's cousin. Okay. And he's he's also on that record. I think the name of the record is called like uh, Pump. And, you know, uh, it was just really hardcore, you know. I'm like, wow, Dr. Dre is really, you know, he's bringing it, you know. Um, when, um, you know, Dr. Dre was really known once um, with Death Row Records and Snoop Dogg, but before that he was with N.W.A. Yes. Right? Did you did you listen to N.W.A. back then? Because that was probably like mid-'80s, late-'80s. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like uh, Express Yourself, um, you know, records like that. Um, uh, more on the positive light because, you know. Oh, sure. They reminded me a lot of um, Public Enemy in a way, just in, the, in, the, in their look. But their sound was not, was, was definitely not uh, uh, Public Enemy. Um, but, yet, you know, uh, Chuck D, Flavor Flav, you know, uh, that, that kind of vibe. But, you know, they were always rocking the... Um, the, the sports caps, you know, the, the dark sports caps. I'm sure. Like, oh, is, is this kind of like, um, and you know, uh, public enemy? But no. Uh, yeah, the NWA, definitely. You know, that's actually a good point. Because, like, if you think about NWA and public enemy, they kind of had the same, you know, rebellion attitude. But one was much more aggressive mm-hmm. uh, versus the other one being more political, I guess. Yes. I think public enemy, to me, was a little bit more political, in my opinion. Oh, no, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, so when Ice Cube left uh, NWA, I, I really gravitated to, to uh, Ice Cube because he got a lot of production from the Bomb Squad, which is uh, Public Enemy's uh, okay. production crew. So, I mean, you know, he was always, like, uh, my favorite as far as the nicest side of that. Uh, well, MC Ren was pretty nice, too. Um, but, yeah, uh, definitely Ice Cube. Yeah, I remember uh, <laughs> my brother used to like Ice Cube a lot. And and I think the reason, right, because he was the most meanest out of all of them. <laughs> like, he had this mean look on his face. Even, like, today, if you see him in all these, like, family movies, yeah. like, he still scares the shit out of me with that face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? He's, He's like, it's, it's amazing the transition that he made. He's like the Bill Cosby of, well, you know, the old, well, that's the, the old uh, Bill Cosby uh, yeah, of hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to be careful with that these oh boy oh boy all right so let's talk more about uh albums so when we talked uh whenever we talk about uh during work we will you know it's we're bringing up new things um uh like music and i know that black star just released a new uh new song yes but I know you're also big in a black star as just a like collection or a discography. Mm-hmm. I, for me, one of the albums that I remember very strongly, I remember I, I just bought this album immediately was um, Wu Tang Forever. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, once I bought Wu Tang Forever, I was like I need to know more about Wu Tang because again I was not really exposed to that that era or that genre at the time. So I bought ODBs. Uh, uh, record or CD. Turn to Thirty Six Chambers. Which uh, which one? Uh, um, it was him holding. Um. Uh. Oh, uh, a food stamps card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, Return yeah. to Thirty Six Chambers. Okay, yeah. yeah, I bought that, 
And then I bought um, Red Man and Method Man's. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a hot one. album. Um, yeah. So what albums could you, what albums could you listen to from the beginning to the end? Oh, man. Okay, so... Uh, in, in my high school days, I would say, well, I, no, I, I still can listen them to, to them, uh, beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, just about everything that a tribe called quest puts out. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Okay. Just about everything they put out. Um, like water for chocolate is, um, commons record okay. that came out in 99. I want to say, which is, he awesome. had a song on there with, uh, Erica Badu, right? Yes. The light. That's it. Okay. Yep. And I, I want to say that album was entirely produced by Jay Dilla. Really? Yeah, it was, yeah. And, and, you know, and I, at that point, I was just like, man, this guy, this Jay Dilla, this dude is just putting out hit after hit, you know? You must really like Jay Dilla. Uh, yes, I, I love Jay Dilla. No, there's no question about it. Anybody knows me, uh, yeah, Jay Dilla's, um, you know, playing at some point in the day. <laughs> so, um, I know you're really into... Rest in peace. <laughs> I know you're into a lot of like hip hop, but do you go outside of that? Any R and B, any yeah. classics? Oh man! So um, uh, I, I guess you could call it R and B. So um, there's this uh, group out of um, California. I want to say called oh, um, Moon Moonchild, and they do a lot of soulful records. Um, I think they're on. The, they just released like another album. Are um, they new? Uh, no, they, they've been around, um, I want to say about five or six years. And, um, yeah, they just put out, um, I think they're on tour right now, actually. Okay. Um, also, uh, Alex Isley. Like she, Ron Isley? I don't, I don't believe she's related to them. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but she, she is, uh, she's dope. And, uh, she, she's from LA, I want to say, and she linked up with a producer from the Bronx, um, I can't think of his name right now, but yeah, uh, her voice is just so soulful and, and, and sultry, you know. Um, and that's more of an R and B scene kind of deal. R and B scene, yeah. Um, so, but like neo soul, if you w- it, for lack of a better word, a, a lot of you can stick a lot of people in that genre. Um, but yeah, I, I like that feel good vibe is what I listen to outside of that. So, what have you been listening to lately? Uh, aside from the the artists that I just uh, mentioned, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I know this is something that you, you wanted to get into, but I, I listen to a lot of a lot of shuffles, like anything. Okay. So n- I won't say anything specific, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just stream a lot. I stream a lot of different okay. artists. Yeah. Sure. When I uh, whenever I'm at the gym, I. I have a playlist that I play, and it's it's on random at this point. But there was a song that I heard from uh, Bruno Mars, okay, um, Versace on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's kind of a nice slow song. But then I was like, I wonder if there's a remix to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of remixes, and like I need some sort of energy <laughs> when mm-hmm. I go to the gym because otherwise it's gonna like I I don't get into that groove. But um. What else have I been listening to? Oh, Chris Brown, uh, T Pain. T Pain. Can I make a recommendation for you? For please, the please, please, please. Okay. So, have you ever heard of the group MOP? On the Mashout Posse, they're, they're down they're from Brownsville, Brooklyn. Um, okay. You, you know the song. You know the song "Annie Up," right? That okay? Yes, I yeah. do. So, just about anything 
by MOP will will work well in the gym. It gets you going. Okay, so we we talked about this. I think it was. I'm pretty sure. Was it MOP that that did a song with Onyx? Ah, uh, I, I don't know. If that, no, I don't oh, remember shit. having this conversation, but. Yeah, you're calling me out. No, I'm not, not 100% sure. <laughs> I don't remember either, but the reason I'm bringing this up uh, for those listeners out there is uh, we talked about uh, the versus um, streams that are currently on Instagram, and the new one that's coming out this evening, I think, is Cypress Hill and Onyx. And I do remember Onyx doing a like a hard metal song with a group, and I thought it was MOP for some reason. Man, I'm not quite sure. You know, I just I just looked it up, and I do see a song uh, off of Sticky Fingers, a member of Onyx. Um, uh, it says uh, featuring MOP and Onyx. So I haven't heard this before, but uh, okay. So I wasn't blacked out when I no. Nah, I, I, I mean, it makes sense. You know, it, yeah, they're, they're both high energy. You know, so okay. All right. So what we're gonna do is gonna go ahead and take a break and move on to next topic. All right. All right, we are back. Let's deal here to my right side. Yes, and yes. there's a lot of things that we as old people have been gone through throughout the years. We are both Gen Xers, I believe, before 1980. And how we got our music is either we, um, my, my mom or my dad, they would buy tapes or records uh, of the latest Motown uh, songs from Stevie Wonder, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there was a time when they didn't ha- buy, the, buy those records, I would have to figure out how to to get them so what i would do is i would go ahead and record it off tapes off my uh, my dad's sony mixer uh, or whatnot and after that around the 90s there was this thing called napster for you young kids and we would go ahead and download music <laughs> clearly illegally but that's you know that's how it was back in the day uh, then after that there was more streaming services such as i'm sorry download services such as limewire morpheus uh i think there was one called like some sort of Gecko, I forget what it was called. There's a few of them. There's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot. But now we're in this world. After that is uh, streaming services, and I think the popular, most popular one was iTunes. Mm-hmm. Right. So currently, the state of in this, uh, the state of music industry has moved on, moved on more and more. Before iTunes used to be like you would buy a song for a dollar or the album for ten, but now that's no longer the case. Well, so th- you still have the ability to do that. You oh, okay. Yeah, but the, okay. but but why would you do that if you could say, you know, uh, Apple Music, which is you know the same company, uh, it's like what eleven dollars a month, mm-hmm. and you could listen to uh, twenty thousand records. Sure. So you don't have to worry about spending a dollar a song. Exactly. Yeah. So, do you feel that you know you? making songs and putting them out there, like would you feel that the music industry has changed for the better or I'd say it's different, I guess. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. Uh, wow. That's a, a very, uh, there's a lot of a loaded question, right? Sure. There. Sure. Um, so as far as the accessibility to music, I think it's changed for the better. Um, but as far as, you know, the artist, um, you know, who, would like to make this their career, you know, uh, making money uh, off of uh, the music that they're creating. Because a lot of the music, I'm not trying to diss any, of, you know, the cats that are coming out now, but I, some of them, uh, you know, it seems a bit watered down. You know, like they're just putting out music and, you know, like, okay, yeah, you know, 
let's do whatever because you can make music off of whatever now you, you know you can make a song on your phone that's actually true you know there's like a studio garage on apple or ios or something like that right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. App, that's yeah uh, one of apple's proprietary uh applications yeah but um yeah you, you don't really need much to make music and then you can just put it out and uh if it's catchy then somebody uh you know could stream it and it's all it's all in how you promote it um so i i think um the ability to go to these these larger studios um uh it's not necessary but um i i also feel that um like okay i'll give you an example uh, I had the ability to um, record a record in, in this studio, uh, formerly called uh, D&D Studios. Cause my brother D&D. D&D &D. D &D Studios, yes. So for those of y'all that don't know what D&D &D Studios is, that's where uh, Biggie recorded uh, songs for Ready to Die. That's where Jay-Z recorded, you know, Reasonable Doubt records. And, you know, so being in that, uh, you know, the, the aura of that place, it was just like, wow. You know, so it has it has its um, uh, value. But as far as, um, you know, when it comes to uh, the tangibility of, of music, the, y y now it's on your phone. You don't need a CD. You don't need a record. Uh, yeah, it, it, it sort of takes away the. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the, the nice way of saying this. Um, I guess the love of it, you know. Yes. Okay. Sure. You know, it's 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 something that you you don't. Uh, not a passion. It's not as much of a passion. You don't appreciate it as much, uh, because you yeah uh, you know because kids today they're on to the next thing. They're on to boom. Okay, that was nice. Yeah, let's go to the next thing. You know. Uh, whereas, like you, you used to go to the store. There was this record store in New York called Tower Records. Okay. Whenever I was in the city, I would go to Tower Records. I gotta I gotta find a new. Yeah this and that, you know, yeah. and then if I found it, it was like, oh, man, I got, you know, like uh, the new, uh, I don't know, Rob Bass. Uh, when I was a kid, I bought the, a Bobby Be a Brown record, and I, I thought I was the man <laughs> just for having this little Bobby Brown record. I remember that. I used to do the same thing. Yeah. I, uh, what was it? Uh, Soul For Real. Oh, man. I, I remember, like, oh, shit, I have to get that song. I have to uh, uh, find where it is. And I remember I, I would have to shuffle yeah, through like reams and rows to find that soul for real album, but uh, that's no longer the case anymore. You just type it in, search it, and there it is, mm -hmm. instant to your fingers. Yeah. yeah. So, in as in that case, like the tangibility of music is kind of gone because mm -hmm. it's at the tip of your hands. But I, in the media in this world, like sometimes physical media is, I don't know. For me, I need to have something in order to to be valuable to me, right? Mm -hmm. So as because right now, if I'm just listening to the song, I'm like, okay, done, save it, next, move on. I don't. It's in my, it's in my library somewhere, but I'm never gonna hear it unless for somehow some reason it's gonna come up. But now, you know, I I want to f feel that ownership um, of an album or a song. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to come back? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, I was talking to a young man uh, the other day. Um, my my daughter's my daughter's uh, boyfriend actually, and uh, he just he told me he wanted to buy a record player. I was like, really? You know, he's <laughs> a young dude. You want a record player? Okay. And he he bought a record player, 
and um, you know, uh, so his dad is, is his influence. It seems like with a lot of the records. So, but he went and he bought uh, Michael Jackson's uh, Thriller album, and I was like, huh? Really? Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, he bought the re- like recently. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, he had the um, he just bought the the record player. Um, I think he got it for his birthday or something like that. And then, yeah, he he bought that. I, I want to say it's like the first pressing of it. So yeah, he's, oh my god, yeah, he's like a connoisseur of it. So yeah, I was like, wow, you know, that's expensive. Exactly. Oh boy. So you were, you were talking about, for instance, that Kanye had released something out. Yeah. Uh, where he was releasing his album on a device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I forgot the name of the device, but I, you, it's like you really got to be creative with it now. You know, uh, if you want something tangible, if you if you're really wanting to make money off of music, you really have to do something tangible again, because otherwise, you know, somebody's gonna leak it on the internet. Or, oh you know, and then, yeah. You know, we, we're back into the same issue that we had with Napster. You know. Sure. Uh, um, but yeah, I think it was like two hundred dollars for for whatever device um, that Con- Kanye uh, deemed appropriate to release that record. And, you know, a lot of people were hating on it, but uh, I think it it sold it really t- well. Took off. Yeah, you also said uh, something with uh, BTS. BTS, yeah, yeah, it's a um, pop band from uh, Korea. Korea I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they're getting ready to release a new record, and it's only being released on CD. Now, I could see there being an issue in that um, uh, the CD burners. Remember the CD burners? Mm-hmm. You know, people used to just rip the song and it would go on. To I was a master at CD burning or uh, <laughs> CD ripping. So <laughs> let's, uh, we'll talk about that later. Anyway. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you're not trying to incriminate yourself. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm backing up the internet is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, got you, yeah. got you. So, but yeah, you know, I, I think that that's lovely that they're doing these sorts of things. Um uh, yeah, the, the tangibility I feel should come back uh, uh, as far as uh, for the, for the monetary reasons, uh, as as well as uh, you know just just bringing back the the love of the music. You know, uh, I, I think pre- people appreciate music, but it's it's more disposable right now. Ooh, ooh, that's a that's a burn, that, and I kind of agree with that too. Yeah, like I, I, if you look at that bookshelf I have over there. Mm-hmm. There's actual CDs yeah. that I, I've only bought CDs that I really like. I need to have this, mm. and those will still be there when I die, right? Mm. But my music collection on my Google Play Music or whatever, mm-hmm. when I die, I didn't give my password to anyone, <laughs> so <laughs> no one knows my taste of music anymore because that died with me for the most part, right? Oh, man. So that's in, it's it's in relation to that concept of like i can't pass something on if it's not if there's not something physical about it otherwise it dies with me right mm-hmm. so that's um i i kind of agree with you uh i'm wondering how that uh, when you brought up th- that your daughter's boyfriend bought a michael jackson thriller record mm-hmm. that's how the hell did he pay for that like that's a lot of money yeah yeah did you see it i haven't seen it yet ah that kid's lying yeah, well, you know, <laughs> if he is, he is. But you know, at, at least he's listening to the right. Uh, that's very true. Music, you know, that's, I, that's very I, true. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't haven't known him long enough to 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 discount what he's saying. So as long as he's like, uh, uh, you know, oh yeah, I bought a new album. It's by uh, Six Nine or uh, Takashi Six Nine. Yeah, yeah, it's my 
That's my favorite. Yeah. No, not really. But <laughs> hey, you know, to each their own. You know, uh, I, I I can't knock it because you know, uh, I I do what I do, and you know, I my thing is more the school of hard knocks. Uh, uh, you know, me and my my boy C Monk, we were doing records um, in the early two thousands, and you know, we were doing shows around the central Florida area, and you know, a lot of people weren't really uh, vibing with what we were doing. But you know, uh, each show we we come out there and we we go harder, and everybody's like, "Oh wow!" You know, they, they saw the, the work ethic and and what we were able to do, and then um, yeah, you know, y- um, you you got to pay dues. You got to pay dues. That, that's how I see things. So, speaking of which, like we are, I'm going tangential to the topics right now. Yeah. But you bring a big point. Uh, we are of an older generation. And there is music out there that I just cannot, for some reason, relate to. Um, not because it's something cultural, but I think it's more generational. Okay. So when, you know, when uh, I, you know, when I was in my high school era, I would listen to crazy things, uh, just different things like Nirvana, or Dr. Dre, or Onyx, or uh, what was the other group? Black Street, mm-hmm. whatnot. A lot of that music, when my parents hear it, like, oh, that's just garbage, mm. you know, because um, you know, they, they bring up uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would bring up Atlantic Star, Dionne Warwick, and so on. Do you think we are now what, how our parents were? Because there's a possibility, and there's a very strong possibility. The music today is really awesome and amazing, mm. but I, for some reason, just cannot attach myself to it. Yeah. I, I think it depends on, um, you, you know, how it's introduced to um, the children. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, my son, uh, we, uh, you know, we work from home. We, you know, sometimes we work from home. Sure. And th- this is pre, pre-COVID. And a couple of days a, a, a week, he would be with me at home while I'm working. Mm-hmm. And, you know, rather than have him just playing video games, I said, you know what? I'm going to have you recite uh, a classic hip-hop record, you know? You're going to learn this record. Yes, I, I did. Interesting. I did. That, that. Is, a, that is a lesson I'm willing to take from my, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's uh, music appreciation for one, you know? And I, I think that's missing from schools. I don't know how many music classes they have. That's a good point. You know, I, I think there needs to be more of that. Um, music Do you know if your son... Had any of those classes when he was in elementary, middle, high school, whatever? I believe he had one, but I don't. I don't think it was like a an every year sort of thing. Sure, you know. I I remember when I was in elementary school, mm-hmm. in, you know, in New York. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, music appreciation was there. Like the, you know, we played the different instruments from the cymbal to, you know, uh, the recorder, xy- the recorder, the xylophone, all of that. So yeah, I'm like, wow, you know. That's actually a good point. I'm not sure if they do have that anymore. I know because I know my my friends. They um, bring their kids to extracurricular activities, whether it's ballet or like violin, uh, mm-hmm. like MMA even. But like to actually have that in school, I am not one hundred percent sure. South is a little different. I don't know because I think New York is more. They have more s- availability, but sure, yeah. Hmm. You know my uh, th- one of the my friends in my the the other podcast I had. He is trying to teach his son how to break dance. Oh, good man. Yeah, good yeah. Man. So, and 
think his son is getting into it more, but uh, from what I remember, he said his son doesn't, they don't practice together anymore, mm. but his son is starting to do it at school. Oh, that's dope. That's dope, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering, do you think your son is, you know, like, oh, you know what? Let me try this for a little bit, you know? Uh, I, I don't know if we're there yet because, um, you know, it's a lot, man. It's it's really a lot to um to say, hey, I want to do this. Sure. You know, because sure. prior to me uh, wanting to rap, I, I was studying these guys. I'm like, nah, there's no way I could sound as good as like a rock him. You know what I'm saying? Or a black thought. Forget that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Shoot, black thought is still a top tier, you know? Um, so, but then it's a matter of, okay, no, I'm not going to sound as good as a black thought because that's black thought. Right. But I'm going to sound as good as Les Deal, you know? Sure. So he needs to find that for himself. Do you know his, uh, if he has a particular interest in music? Uh, yeah, I know he, 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 he likes uh, what, uh, 21... Pilots, oh, okay, he, okay, yeah, he, he, that's old school. Yeah, yeah, he, he likes um he, he likes some rock music. Uh, he he's, he got a good good blend of, of things, you know. I asked him the other day. I'm like, all right, you you know any any hip hop aside from what I put you onto? And um, he's like, Biggie, 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 can't you? I'm like, okay, right, okay, right, okay, okay, all right, all right, good, we good. <laughs> you know, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> so, does he know any uh, like old songs older than us? Because like, we were just talking about Paul McCartney, which, yeah. by the way, he's gonna come into the, or, or, uh, come into Orlando. Uh, in case you guys need to know this, but does yeah. he know any other older stuff? Uh, you know, I, I think oh. Like Christmas songs, he he does know older Christmas songs. Like, okay, there's a record by um, George Michael, "Last Christmas." Last Christmas, okay. Like George Michael, he 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 uh, did his thing on that record, and my son he really likes that record. Um, and the, and you know, like there's a McCartney Christmas record that he knows. Um, Your son owns a McCartney Christmas record, not owns that he knows. That okay, he knows. okay, like, okay, 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 okay. Like as far as older records, you know. Um, but yeah, um, my daughter, she, she listens to everything. Uh, but yeah, she, she's got a, a soulful heart, I will say. Um, could you like off the top of your head say, um, if you were put on the spot by your daughter, it's like, what's my favorite song? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, what I think it is, is probably something else. Uh, I know she likes, um, uh, Kodak Black, but um, mm. as far as uh, soulful, st- I know she lo- loves Mary J. Uh, and How old is your daughter again? She should be twenty-two. How does she, would she know Mary J? She, I mean, she knows Mary J. Okay. Well, that's because of her mother. That's me and my my wife. Oh. My wife is big a big Mary J. fan. So she she grew up just listening to. What you got a good have. wife there, by the way. That's <laughs> if he knows Mary J. Then that's a clearly winner right there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Shout out to my wife Jennifer. Yeah, and, and my two kids. So okay, so Mary J. That's interesting. Like I, I don't know why, but like I feel like maybe it's just the kids around me that I know. Like they don't know much about music. My um. Maybe they do. They still can't express what they like. But I'm glad that at least your kids say, hey, I like George Michael. Hey, I like mm-hmm. Paul McCartney. Hey, I like Mary J. Blige. So I'm, 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 I'm hopeful with your kids. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a bright future right there. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, you know, wish more parents would do that as well. But 
they come by it honestly because you know their dad is a you know a rapper. So that's true. You you do give him a lot of influence. Um, and speaking of that, there are more or, or some Orlando events going around. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about Paul McCartney, and he apparently is coming. What not to Orlando, but Tampa. Uh, I believe he's coming to Orlando the 25th uh, to the Amway. To the Amway. The 25th of this month? Of this month, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then I know that uh, Rakim, I just saw this on Facebook, Rakim is coming to Orlando as well. Yeah. And the, that guy's guy. super old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he, he's the God MC, so, you know, he's aging uh, sure. well. Sure. You know, the, the only time, the, the one time I remember Rakim, is from the movie Juice because he released a single on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for all no, you no, young people no who no were born after 2000, that was a s- movie back in, what, early oh, 90s? Juice. Yeah, Juice. Yeah. Juice. The Omar Epps, Tupac, were in that, was in that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that was... That uh, crazy Juice, yeah. Juice. I, I remember there was a controversy back in... um when that movie came out and I used to live in Fort Myers, Florida. And I, I saw that movie when I was, uh, when that movie came out, I, I remember the controversy is like, Hey, juice didn't do well. Look mm. at the ticket sales. Mm. I don't know if you heard of this, but, no. but the real, the controversy or maybe the conspiracy theory was they were, people were selling tickets, but no one was looking at the ticket stub. So they were putting that money when people were buying tickets to, any other movie other than Juice? Oh wow, that's interesting, right? I don't know if that's mm. true, but it was just a uh, a theory at the time. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be either. But it was a good movie for sure. For it sure. was. It was. Uh, a lot of uh, dope movies, you know, like hip hop movies around that era. Um, do you remember? Um, it had uh, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. I can't remember the name. Oh of it. wow! What was it? What's it called? Um, I know what you're talking about. It was a funny movie. Yeah. Yeah, a comedy. Yeah, yeah, but it had all these hip hop artists in it. Oh man, I remember that. And then, um, I that was early. That was super early. Mm-hmm. I remember CB4. CB4. Uh huh. Um, Poetic Justice. Poetic. Yeah. Uh huh. There was one movie. Oh, uh, uh, House Party. House Party. Can't house Party. Be, can't forget House Party. No, we can't forget that one. Um. Was Full Force in House Party? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Remember the guy kept saying, I'm going to kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to, um, shoot, Little Indies? Yeah. Oh, shout out to um, my man BMF. Yes. Yeah, the BMF is, uh, yeah, he's resident. I believe he spends every Friday. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I remember I went for my friends back, like, many, many Aprils ago, and he spun... Freestyle and old school. Uh, again, for you younger people, freestyle is not freestyling. It's a genre of music that was very Latin-oriented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had, uh, what was his name? Oh, shoot. Oh, man. Spring Loves. Spring Love? Oh, man. Spring Love? Uh, what? Come to perform? What? I, I'm not. I'm it's not the name sure. of the song. Oh, I forget okay. what it's called. You know, I, I wish uh, his his wife Myra was here because she's like a, the super duper freestyle uh, aficionado. Do you know Do you know BMF like personally? You yeah. met him? Yeah, yeah. BMF is yeah. That's that's the homie. That's the homie. Yeah, he like he um he used to look out um when I was doing a lot of uh, solo shows and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
great dude. Stevie B. Stevie B. Okay. That's yeah, okay. Um yeah, and also uh to shout out to Jamie Lynn or Jamie. Uh she's having a fortieth birthday. Um and apparently BMF is spinning in there. <laughs> I oh, sent you the link, did I not? You did. That went that's that's happening today? Yeah, at oh, Red Light Red Light. Dope. Um off Corinne. Okay. Um I, if you ever met Jamie, I don't think you have, but she's like she's the nicest person. I don't think I don't know anyone who knows Jamie. Like everyone knows Jamie for some reason. Like, holy shit, why the fuck are you so popular? <laughs> <laughs> like, good lord, you you market well. Yeah. Uh, but he is spinning at the red light red light today for Jamie Lynn's fortieth birthday party. Okay. That's what's up. So speaking of which, uh in regards to just like pop culture, things are happening around Orlando, let's talk uh more about some pop culture mm-hmm. after we take a break. Sounds good. All right, we are back, and we are in the last stretch of this podcast. Les and I are going to be talking about some of the current things we've been currently watching or listening to. And I know that Les is a big Marvel fan, and I know that what Doctor Strange just came out uh, was the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness, yeah. When did you see that? I, you know... My son and my wife, they would prefer to see movies on Fridays, but I, I like seeing it the day before it comes out on Thursday. Sure. So last Thursday. So you, you saw it the day before the release date? or I Yes. Think it came out last week, right? It came out last, yeah, last, uh, the official date was last Friday, but yeah, we saw okay. it on Thursday. What'd you think? I liked it, man. I, I think it was a great follow-up to um, the, the last Spider-Man movie. Okay. Um, it, because it tied right into that. Because he's, he's, I don't know if you saw. Did you see? No spoilers. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying not to. <laughs> trying to. But it, there definitely are some ties uh, to uh, the multiverse of madness. Um, I'm going I, to guess what happened. This is right after Doctor Strange reset the world for Peter Parker, and he, technically speaking, Doctor Strange didn't know who Peter Parker was afterwards, right? Do you want me to say anything? Never mind. Because <laughs> if you do, <laughs> you're going to spoil it. That's fine. But um, but he, because what, be, what he did, it opened up a vortex or it a did. world. It did. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about this based on what I've seen because I haven't even seen the movie, but uh-huh. based on the, the trailers I've seen. Yeah. So now, because that rift opened, he needs to figure how to close it. Something of that along the lines, or fix it. So th- there's more. There's more to it in, in this new movie as far as what what he needs to do. Like um, you know, I'm I'm not giving out any spoilers because there are um, commercials. Excuse me, there are commercials that you can see uh, that have uh, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, yep, and yep. So you know, it, it plays into uh, you know. Is to her role. Into her role, but is she, you know, is she an Avenger? How is she? Um, it also plays into her role uh, on the, the Disney Plus series with... Um, uh, WandaVision? WandaVision, exactly. Yeah, that that definitely... Uh, if you haven't seen that, that there was a bit of a cliffhanger there. It was like, whoa, okay. Is WandaVision just a one-time season, like, or f- to continue on the face, or is it, like, there's going to be a, a next season of WandaVision? Uh, you, you're not sure. I, I, it's not that I'm not sure, but I don't want to say anything. Okay. Uh, I mean, because you could just see how things are gonna go. Um, when when you see the movie, but you know, that's a, that's a beautiful thing about Marvel. You never know what's gonna happen. 
You never know because, you know, anybody could pop up here or, or there. So it's like, oh, snap, I didn't expect that. Yeah, and the, the, uh, the I guess what it's nice is that everything is starting to tie in with the, the TV shows on Disney Plus. Yeah. And the actual movies, because I think this is unprecedented yeah. where oh, yeah. the TV shows and the movies are building this universe. Mm-hmm. Right. And in, uh, in addition to that is Moon Knight. Yes. And you've been watching that. Yes, I, I, I have been watching Moon Knight. Uh, I like it. My uh, my son thinks it's the, the best uh, series out. I, I could see that. I, I beg to differ, though. Um, compared to what? Compared to um, uh, what is it? The, um, the What If series? The what if was oh well the what if also ties into um, into uh, Doctor Night. Strange Doctor Strange yeah oh yes uh, in a, in a big way so oh yeah boy. now I need to watch that the movie <laughs> see see but um oh the um, not Captain America but um what is his name uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier I I like that one do you like that one out of all of them I liked it better than uh, Moon Knight me me personally. You didn't like you didn't like uh Well, no no, I don't know because I haven't seen Moon Knight yet. So there's okay. but there's a lot of uh like um Disney Plus shows, there's Loki. There's a lot now. There's Loki, WandaVision. Yeah. Loki Knight. was dope. Loki okay. was also dope. Yeah, I, I look forward to more of Loki. It's like, whoa. And, and you know, have you seen Loki? No. I mean, that also goes into different dimensional, you know, transmutational this that and it's like, wow. It uh it allows you to really, you know, broaden your horizon as to what this is, you know. Um, that, that's one of the beauty, beautiful things about comic books. And, and, and now that we're in a, uh, an era of CGI, you can really see it uh, multidimensionally. Uh, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, that, it's that's, um, I wonder if it's, uh, my other friends talk about this too. Like, is it a Disney thing that's causing this? Like this big production, I, I think that from a monetary point of view, that probably is, that's the case. But mm-hmm. like Kevin Feige, Feige, mm-hmm. he's like the mastermind of all of this. Yeah. So that guy's a genius. Yes, he is. And he must be a big comic book nerd because he's everything's be, how everything is being tied together. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's just not; it's just him, but he is coordinating all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm probably gonna watch Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, based on your recommendation. Um, and then one more shout out I want to give uh, is that sort of current events around Orlando is uh, there's this group that you remember Liz Hannes? Yes. Yeah. Her son and her son's friend are in a band called 408. And I've heard their music. It's not bad. Okay. I'll have to send you a link. They're very uh, pop punkish. Oh, nice. Very. I think their biggest musical influence was... Blink one eighty two. Okay, uh, and right. uh, and to me, Green Blink one eighty two is very emo ish. Okay, um, but I prefer, I mean, at least in my generation, was um, uh, Green Day. Uh huh. Yeah, Green Day. Green Day. That was a big one. So if you, uh, I think they're having more shows around the Orlando area. Um, so if you, you know, look around for them. Okay. Yeah. Is there um anything else? I can't, oh, Batman. Batman, yeah. Uh, I like where they took it, you know. Um, I heard that movie is very Seven-like, the movie Seven. Oh, big time. I, I, uh, for those of y'all that haven't seen Seven, it has um, uh, Morgan Freeman and... Um, Brad Pitt, Bra- Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Kevin Spacey. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I, I even own a copy of it. Um, but, yeah, um, 
because the villain in this movie is the Riddler. Sure. So oh, it, okay. Sure, it, sure, sure. It makes sense, you know. So, okay. but it's not like um, the Jim Carrey Riddler. Yeah. You know? Sure. It's more serious. Yeah. So it's like, wow. Okay. He's pretty demented. <laughs> Do you? Um, I, out of all the comic book movies that I've seen, mm-hmm. my favorite one is probably Dark Knight. The dark. The first one. Uh, that was Batman Begins. Okay. Sorry. Uh, dark, dark Th- to be clear, mm-hmm. the uh, the first Batman movie I saw was with Michael Keaton. Yeah. And uh, Jack Nicholson, which was Batman back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. That was a trilogy on its own. Uh, maybe actually S- sequel. sequel yeah. But then there's uh, Val Kilmer, yeah. George Clooney. We're not going to worry about those. Yeah. What we're going to focus on is after that is uh, Chris Nolan's okay. trilogy, okay. which was Batman Begins, Dark. Night and something else. Shoot, the one with Kane in it. Bane with Bane with Bane. Sorry, yeah. with Bane. Sorry, um, I forget the name of that movie. But I like those movies because I'm a big like. I like Chris Nolan. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Chris Nolan movies such as Interstellar? Mm-hmm. Uh, that other one that just came out recently. It didn't do well, but I heard it was really good. Tenant. 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 Yeah, that was whoa. That was a good movie. It was trippy. Sure, sure, sure. It was like, wow. Yeah. Kept, kept me, uh, I had to see uh, see it a second time in order to really to, truly understand. To it. understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But so, yeah, The Dark Knight was good because of how serious of a tone it was. Even though it was PG-13, mm-hmm. it was pretty psychotic how the Joker was portrayed. Yeah. Um, is it on that level, the new Batman movie? Even Probably even more. Is that Was that a rated R movie? I forget. I don't recall, but I mean, you know, uh, this one I, I would say there's a there's a there's a little more fighting, uh, more action, more more action, like pummeling. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, you kind of have to do that, especially with re- rebooting Batman with a new Batman. Was it a uh, Pattinson? Yeah, uh, uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. The moon, the the Moon Knight, not Moon Knight. Uh, Twilight. Twilight guy. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, I feel like he's more of a vigilante in in this one. You know, like he's, you know, like he's a vigilante in all of the other ones. But I I just felt like he's he was more of a, a regular guy. That's like okay, you know, I I got a lot of issues and I'm I'm taking, uh, you know, uh, this out on you. I'm trying to help in the best way that I know I can. That's what I got from that. I think that probably makes sense because I think the first one or the one with um, Chris Nolan is Batman was already established but mm. this is kind of more of like how did I begin right right yeah I think that's kind of similar but it's fine okay so we are pretty much done with this podcast and I'm going to give the last couple of minutes back to Les to do some shout outs and to do some uh, promotions okay um, what you got here yeah, uh, you know, I just want to shout out uh, my my family, uh, my wife Jennifer, uh, my two kids, uh, Liana and Mason. Uh, yeah, and uh, also my extended family. Uh, shout out to the King of Chill. You know, I spoke about him earlier. Uh, shout out to my my brother Stefan. Spoke about him, uh, and you know, I, I'd like to give you all my socials as well. Uh, you can uh, check me on IG. It's uh, Les Deal, L-E-S-D-E-A-L. And uh, Twitter, it's Real Les Deal, spelled the same way, just real in front of it. 
uh, Facebook. It's uh, Les Deal. So, yeah, uh, you can definitely check me out, uh, hear some of my songs. And uh, uh, I've been pretty quiet, but I got some, some new material coming. And what, uh, what stream services do, can we find you on? Streaming services, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple Music. Uh, yeah, just just about any uh, major streaming platform, uh, you can definitely uh, find me on. And uh, I got a couple of videos on uh, YouTube as well, so check those out. You, I don't know if you know this, but you're also on Google Music Play. I did not know <laughs> that, but it, it, that, that makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. Yeah, I, I saw it. I was like, oh, because I saw you on Spotify, but my problem with Spotify is that I don't have a a paid account. So if I wanted to hear your song again, I have to like close the app for some reason huh. and then reopen it and then find your name and then play it again. Okay. So I'm like, I wonder if I could find you on Google Music Play and I'm like, oh, there you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what's there, up. There, that's what's up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and outro. Thank you very much, Les, for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And thank you very much, guys. Uh, hopefully you guys are listening. And you'll see more episodes and guests in full of self-esteem. Rolling the third rolling with the green. I'm in the zone for something to take home. And I'm loving them jeans when they show in a thong. If they play in my song, and it's back to the script. First diamond intertwine, got my grip on the hip. Boy, she wiggle the middle, make me wanna get a little bit. Whisper the riddle, maybe we could get real intimate. I know she's feeling it. Sexual here with it. Know who she's dealing with. This here be the ultimate. We stay on point like the Beatles was popping. Bringing back the classic body rocking concoction is for the dance floor. Here go your answer. The club is thick, we getting sick off the cancer. Posted at the bar trying to find me a star. See a twinkle in her eyes, then I know she's a prize. Let's dance. D A N C E. Throw your hands in the air if you rocking with me. Let's dance. If you earning that dough, step on the floor, what you got to show. Let's dance. All across the globe. Every codes that I don't even know. Let's dance. Just feeling the vibe. Side to side, we on a natural high. We on the dance floor, got what you asked for. Bout to blast off the map like a NASA. Pictures are captured, so your image lasts long. Speed up for fashions, you shaking your ass off. Go with this master, hurry for my pasture. Cause then I'm cast, but no time for disasters. He's here, happy days, celebrated like a bachelor. Cause when I'm after, they hear a little laughter. Work out your asthma, then bending your backwards. Several factors, degrees I could appease. You won't wanna please, hit spots making you scream. Sort of a fiend when it comes to the cream. Living my dreams ain't losing steam. Cruising with gleam, no ice, though I'm nice. Flowing precise, so tight to enticed. Spices of life enough to stay high. Let's dance. D-A-N-C-E. Throw your hands in the air if you rockin' with me.